Welcome to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. This next episode features Sterling, a high school junior who openly shares her experiences. She talks about middle school challenges, being a varsity athlete as a freshman, and how she made a conscious decision to change her reputation and focus on her academics. I'm grateful when young adults will sit down and talk with me. As parents, we're all worried about their future and want the best for them. After talking with Sterling and all the other wonderful young adults I meet, I have some good news. They are inspiring, creative, thoughtful, and motivated. I think our future is in good hands. Before we start Sterling's interview, I have a couple of updates. This will be our last official interview for 2019. We will have one more episode this year in which Missy, my trusted producer, and I will review the episodes of 2019. We'll talk about our favorite moments, episodes, behind the scenes info, and what we can expect in 2020. We are so grateful to all of our guests in 2019, and the first episode in 2020 will drop on January 7th. Please enjoy this conversation with Sterling. I'm sure you will enjoy her candor as much as I did. did dates but now I think we're gonna try to do dates this year have you okay well we're we'll just start now. okay um have you had a boyfriend like no. since you no Mm-mm. people just don't date and like people date outside of school that's the big thing like from other schools yeah so like I have two of my six friends that are girls have boyfriends that are out of school and two of my probably six friends that are guys have girlfriends that are out of school interesting Mm-hmm. And have you consciously, like, stayed away from it? Um, I just think it's, like, it's the same people. Like, it's the same seven boys that I went to elementary school, middle school, and high school with. So it's just, like, I don't know. I just couldn't see myself with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny when we when he first started um, high school. I don't know. I think for – I don't know about your parents, but for me, him going to high school – like, I remember high school pretty clearly, even yeah. though I'm an old lady now. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's something about that period of time that's so, I think, pivotal for people, and developmentally a lot happens. And so, mm-hmm. when your kid goes to high school, it's sort of this weird, like, thing where you kind of, it, for me anyway, it was like all the memories were sort of coming back to me. And I remember early on being kind of, like, excited for him because he's in high school, and then his friend group grew because it's a much bigger school, and so I would always be like, well... And talking to him about girls and asking. And then I kind of had this gut check like halfway through the year. I'm like, why am I promoting this? <laughs> like, it's going to happen soon enough. And like, he needs time to like figure it all out. And, you know, dating can happen whenever. You know, like, yeah. I've totally changed my sort of point of view now. And now yeah. I'm like, just do stuff and be friends. And then you'll kind of figure it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, formally, I will <laughs> introduce you now. Um, so I'm meeting with Sterling uh, for this episode, and um, Sterling is a junior in high school and uh, a student athlete, and I think uh, a great conversation just around some of those academic and social pressures that we were talking about, and I'd love to just hear a little bit more about your story. As I was telling you before um, we started recording this, like 
for for me my hope with this podcast is that people your age or even older because I feel like I learn from young people all the time but that you know they may hear something that helps them or they may hear something that they're struggling with that then you know you maybe have gone through yeah. and, and you'll have some sort of you know guidance or yeah. counsel so I really appreciate you doing this with me yeah. Um, so first I'd like to start with middle school because I feel like um, it's such an interesting time and as you kind of transition from that to high school you know, a lot changes so tell me a little bit about um, your middle school experience and what that was like okay so my elementary school split in half for middle school okay so my I had the same friend group all through elementary school all the kids in my neighborhood and you know all the kids that I grew up with and they split in half so I had half my friends going to a different middle school and half my friends going to mine and I kind of just middle school it was not really anything important like it was I didn't really struggle I didn't I mean I made new friends and like I still had a lot of my same friends and we added people on our friend group but middle school wasn't ever hard for me like um, academically which kind of set me up in high school because I never had to try mm. and so then I got to high school and it all kind of changed but all in all, middle school was fun. I mean, I played on the middle school teams, and I was not really in the popular group, but I was, you know, friends with all the people I wanted to be friends with. And um, what what sports did you play? Because you you played a lot. You've played a lot of sports, right? Yeah. So I play right now. I play varsity soccer and varsity softball. And in middle school, I played on. Um, both the so uh, I think I just played on the soccer team in middle school and I played one year and then I quit because in at that point in my life I was in travel a lot so I would have soccer practice and soccer games every weekend and every day yeah. and it became too much and I didn't really think that I, I mean the middle school soccer team wasn't anything special like it was right. pretty easy it was like a like club team so I just decided I would pursue travel so when you were at that during that time do you remember um like I think at that time maybe you start to be aware maybe of some of the social stuff like you said yeah um or even that mention the popular group but like you start to kind of be aware more of like the cliques and groups and whatnot like do you remember feeling any like stress or anxiety that time just about um kind of being in that type of environment or do you feel like it was pretty even keel for you um I remember going through stages of like being best friends with people and then not mm. like I went through many different stages of having someone who I thought was my best friend and then it just ended up not like not I don't even remember friends. them now because I in elementary school I never really had one best friend and I always thought you know oh like I'm just gonna get one best friend in like right. middle school so I think I forced it a lot on trying to have a single best friend and that never really happened but I had like a friend group mm -hmm. of multiple people who I pretty much stuck with do you think that's harder for girls I, I don't yeah. know to find that um, person or yeah I think it is harder I think boys don't I mean I think boys have a best friend but I think they don't care like that happens naturally or they don't really stress about it they'd rather just be with like the boys 
When you were in um, junior high, did you ever experience any mean girl stuff? Um, not really. No, I kind of, I mean, there wasn't very much drama in my middle school. Yeah. It was pretty, there were more, like, people fought. People like didn't physically? really argue. Yeah. Like, yeah. physically fight? Yeah. Girls? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was, it, that definitely changed. Like, okay, so I went to, I went to an all, I live in Stonegate, which is a majority white. And so I went to a very majority white elementary school. And then I went to middle school, and my middle school, the white was minority. And it was majority um, black and Hispanic and everything else. And so that was definitely a big change for me because I yeah. didn't really know that how, would that, how yeah. that worked. I was young, and I, I didn't really understand. And I think that that actually like, was a great thing for me to experience racial diversity and, like, you know, learn how the world works. And so I kind of adapted to that and like I became with friends with everyone. And I mean, people definitely like treated me as though I was like a white kid, mm -hmm. but like it wasn't anything. So I'm just looking at you and like you can't see her, but she's a very pretty girl. So I'm curious, like I think there's very, probably a lot of assumptions made, right? About yeah. The kind of the pretty white girl that's like, yeah, especially in that environment. So I think. Um, that's such an interesting experience to have, I think, at that age, and, and honestly, um, not one that everybody gets to where yes. you feel like you're the minority. When I was, um, when I left home, really, for the first time, like after I graduated, I moved to California, and I had always had a friend group around here that I was very close to, and then I had lots of friends from college that I, you know, so I left basically on my own and went to California. And I lived in a community where I was the minority. And it was the first time that I had experienced mm -hmm. that. And I'll tell you, even then, I, all of 23 or 24, I don't even think I fully understood that I had come from this white privilege background. Like, mm -hmm. because I had been all surrounded by people like me, with yeah. the exception of very few. And, and I do remember kind of feeling like an outsider. And like, you can't really teach that. Unless yeah. you experience it. Yeah. Um, so I just think that's interesting. So what would you say, like, what was one of the biggest things you learned about yourself during that time? Um, I think I just kind of realized that I didn't really know what I had. Like, I didn't uh -huh. understand white privilege until right. I I learned, like, like, I don't know. I learned about racism and I learned about how to understand, like, what happens and how, you know... People can come off as racist or have their beliefs and it makes controversial discussion and I just kind of learned like that you don't really know what's going on in someone's life and you yes. need to really just watch like what you're saying and what you're talking about and um, I made a lot of different friends who taught me a lot of different things and I guess taught me to like just be careful what you say and don't come off as like racist or sexist or any type of discrimination right. yeah and so they kind of opened me up to like this whole other world that I just didn't even know was going on I love what you said too about um you don't really know right you don't really yeah. know someone's story until you actually sit down and talk to that person and I feel like everyone I mean all people do this you make assumptions about people or you make assumptions about 
someone's story or their background. And yeah. often you're wrong, actually, <laughs> until you yeah. actually learn about them or have those conversations. Um, okay, so you said academically you were like everything came pretty easy to you. Has that always been the case? Like even through yes. elementary school, like it's all like yes. you didn't have to work extra hard. Things yes. kind of came easy to you. Um, let me ask you this. At that time too, are you someone um, like are you achievement oriented? So like in terms of like getting good grades or doing well at sports, like are those things that you even really thought about or was it like oh I'm just I like sports and so I'm doing sport you know was there any type of like pressure on yourself from from being like inside to do these um, things or you just naturally yes I always have put pressure on myself in terms of sports it was always I have to be the best I have to be on the travel team I have to be good at what I do I have to be starting you know and for school I just I didn't try and I did well and so I never studied, and I got, if not straight A's, and always in like yeah. a few B's. And I just kind of, you know, didn't put any work in. And so as much as I was achievement-oriented, I didn't really focus on straight A's. Mm-hmm. I just kind of... More in the sports. It was more in the sport, yeah. Um, where does that come from, do you think? Um, I've played soccer since I was like four. And I started softball when I was that young, too. And um, my dad is very athletic. And so my dad and I have always connected Mm -hmm. in terms of sports. And I think I'm also, like, I have a lot of energy. And I am, as just like my dad, (laughs) I cannot sit still. Yeah. So I think that sports have always just been an outlet for stress and... um, like anxiety and having too much energy yeah. and just a way to like not even think about what's going on and so I just love it you know it's funny I um not really funny but I I've interviewed a lot of people at this point and in, and I always ask a lot of questions about kind of the high school and um mm-hmm. middle school time and also just throughout people's lives like what are things that have made a difference and a lot of people that I've talked to have said sports uh, both like socially being able to find like-minded people or people right. that you yeah. connect with through the sport is great um, but also which I love what you just said and I don't know that we've talked a lot about it on here which is the the like relief of stress or relief mm-hmm. of anxiety or that the working out and the endorphins you get from that or so like people that are listening that may be considering trying out for a sport or that may be like afraid to do it but that yeah. you know pushing yourself to try it because there's a lot of benefits that that you get from it. Yeah. Okay, so now if we transition into high school, how big is your high school? My high school has around 1,800 kids. Okay. Pretty much between 400 and 600 per class. So that's pretty big. It's pretty big it's school. Big, yeah. And then um, when you went into that scenario, did you, other schools fed into your high school? Yes. So, so everyone from the other middle school came mm-hmm. back. So it was a lot of the same people from my elementary school friend Oh, because group. they had... Sp- yeah, oh. and then we just kind of joined on to this other friend group and became one big... Friend one group. big friend group. Yeah. So then did you not have to worry so much about kind of your freshman year, like assimilating and trying to not find new friends? Like, were you pretty well set? I was very well set, yeah. So I had all these original kids come back. They brought their friends that mm-hmm. they had made. And then we ended up just morphing in with this other friend group and um, became, like, the popular kids. Ah, okay. So basically how my school 
how the social like, she just used quotes there by the way <laughs> <laughs> the, oh yeah i forgot they can't sing how the social food chain works is oh i love that term it's everyone from the stonegate elementary school is set up to be the popular kid in high school well uh-huh. not everyone loosely there's one group of kids in every grade that is the popular group and they usually consist of the stonegate kids and the like uh, the other middle school kids that are all one big friend group and it's really the white kids because my high school is also very diverse really? and white is probably still the minority and so it's just become that this one group and then you know it's all those people's little brothers and sisters are also the popular kids and it's the athletes also because all the these kids are the athletes and all the athletes know each other you know so right. it just becomes this athletic white kid group that is the popular yeah. group yeah so when you um, soccer's a fall sport for yes. you right so which it should be because it's like that everywhere in the country except in where we live yeah yeah <laughs> which is crazy I anyway. Know. anyway so for you though you tried out your freshman year, right? Yes. And um, so that's also starting before school actually starts. Yes. So I, I, it was, I... Like, that's kind of nice, That's right? huge, yes. I would never be where I was today if I didn't do sports in high school. I think that is the key to succeeding, is I doing love, sports. Yeah. That's, you know, it's come up before, and I think there's a lot of, like, for, uh, at our school, cross country's a great sport, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of... Um, kids that tend to do well both academically and socially they are cross-country yes, runners yes um, and um and that starts before i think volleyball is another one that I've yeah heard. so there's like so if you're listening and you're not sure like check out what their the sports are because there may yes. be some that aren't as competitive or as difficult to it's all sports really in my yeah. school and like i made varsity as a freshman and i was the only freshman on varsity and that gave me you know was that kind of scary or no like were um you... Yes, yes, but no. It was not scary because they were so nice. Really? They, oh my gosh, I love them. They all accepted me. It was like having 15 older sisters, and they helped me succeed academically. They helped me succeed socially. Like, they really took me under their wing and accepted me into the team. And I didn't play because I was a freshman. That's what I was going to ask you is about playing time. So I rode the bench. The whole time. The whole time. And I didn't care. Really? I practiced with varsity, which automatically made me better, helped my skill. And I was just like, I was with these older girls that accepted me. And, you know, I loved that. Right. They helped me and they were like, oh my gosh, like they talked to me. Like it just made me feel so happy. And I, you know, they helped me with school and they were the popular group of the seniors. So their friends all knew the new freshman group. Right. And so it works. So let me ask you the thing about the popular thing. Yeah. About, like, kind of what what does that mean, do you think? Like, if you, and it's a hard question, but I am curious. In your, like, your definition of that, what does that mean to you? Um, I, I think our friend group is, well, I think it's, it's a big part is athletic. Yeah. A big part of it is all of the kids in this group are all the kids that are on the varsity teams right. for all the sports. Like the lacrosse players, piano players, everyone. And I think we, as much as my friend group is well known, 
it is in good and bad ways. Like, is it, because when I think about it too, I think it's like, um, kind of a likability thing, right? Like everybody likes these people yes. and everybody puts, I shouldn't say, I think the perception is that when you use that word, that it's a, it's a separate group of people that are somehow on like a higher yeah, sort of pedestal than other people. Um, but I don't know that it's consciously so, right? It's it's um it no one wanted it to be like that. No one no one in my friend group came into freshman year and said we're going to be a popular uh, kids. Right. It happened. It really just happened and I don't think I don't know. Like it it just happened and I think people know who we are and it as much as it's a likability contest, it's some people don't like, like people in our friend group or specific like it's it's as much as it's a group everyone is their own person mm-hmm. and so some people don't like this person some people do like this person and some people don't know who these people are so you know it's like it's hard to explain do you feel influenced by the group like whatever group that is um, or do you feel like you've been someone who can be more independent in your thinking and the way that you approach things i feel influenced you do yeah in good and bad ways can you tell me a little more about i feel more influenced to um like i feel more influenced to be involved like it's you go to every football game you go to homecoming and dress up and look good you go to prom, you go to X, Y, and Z's party, like, you gotta be there. Like, I feel more influenced to, like, do more things. And so, I'm extroverted, so I don't care. Like, I love it. Like, I'll, I'll go and I'll do that. And I also feel influenced in a good way to do good in school and like be smart. Like, competitive and, in that way? Not, I, well, yeah, I am curious. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean by competitive? So it's a question I think about academic pressure and and do you feel like um, for you something I've heard is that like after a test people they like what'd you get what'd you get what'd you get right like there's this sort of common um, occurrence of people evaluating their own performance maybe against other people or that it's just kind of culturally part of being in a, if you're if yeah. you're like somebody it's like an academic achiever. Yeah. Well, I think the great thing that I love about my friend group is everyone. It's so broad. My friend group compared to all the other friend groups in this chain or whatever, which mm-hmm. the chain I think is the dumbest thing ever. I think the little social food chain that it has to be every group. I think that's so stupid. But literally, everyone is so broad. We have people that are just straight A students and people that are not and we have people that are athletes and super passionate and people that are not and we have people all across the spectrum which I think provides so there's there's not a lot of pressure um, from that source right from that source yeah yeah there's I mean there's there's social pressure to talk to everyone and you know go to the events and um, do you feel like you have to behave a certain way too like is there a is there an expectation of like how you're going to be and how you're going to look and all of that like is there um no not so much no I think I can do what I want and say what I want and look how I want and it's fine 
How about the like the kind of alcohol, drug, like that whole scene? Um, yeah, that that is. I didn't think it was gonna be what it was when I came to high school. When I started freshman year, I thought they're all gonna want me to drink. Like they're gonna want me to drink, and especially being on varsity soccer, my sure. parents were very, you know. Don't go out with the older girls. Like, be careful. Like, you need to learn how to say no. And there's a lot of talk, of talk about that. But I think, you know, when I go to these parties, it's not as much pressure to drink because people have their reasons. So we, my friend group and me, we all have friends that can't drink because they're on medicine. They can't drink because they're driving tonight. You know, there's people that can't drink because they have a game tomorrow. So I think there's definitely ways you can say no. Mm. But I think that, you know, people want you to drink. So, like, they'll say, yeah, like, have a drink with us, or, mm-hmm. you know, and I will say, no, like, you know, I have a game, I'm, I can't right now, like, I might go home, all these things. But at a certain point, it doesn't matter because everyone's gone. Like, after a while, people have been drinking. They don't care if you drink or not. Right. Like, in the grand scheme of things, even if you feel like you're getting pressured, no one really cares. Because they're thinking about themselves. It's so funny you say this because I just had a conversation with an adult about this very thing where um, adults go through phases too where they're drinking and they're not drinking for various reasons. But socially, like adults similarly, it's a way that they connect. It's like, let's get together for happy hour. Let's get together. You know, when the kids, like we did this whole thing last night, it was homecoming for him. So all the kids getting together and then all the parents are getting together and the parents are having some drinks, right? And what's, your parents don't drink, which is kind of unusual that both of them don't drink. But, but... The thing that's interesting to me is that what I have found, too, even in adult circles, is very similar. Like, you think people care because they want you to. People that are drinking want other people to drink. But if you once you say no and you have, a, like, seltzer or water in your hand, they yeah. quickly forget. They don't And care. they sort of move on, right? Yeah. But it is there is a moment where maybe the saying no is hard or, like... There is. I've... You know? I mean, I've never been at a point myself where I feel like I can't say no. Yeah. But there's... And with sports, it's never, let's drink, let's do drugs, because everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, we, we want to win, and we want to do good, and, um, yeah. Would you say, like, you're a fairly confident person? Yeah. And where, do, where does that come from, do you think? Um, I'm not sure. When I was younger, I had, like, I... I had a lot of drama in, like, um, elementary school. Maybe even middle school, I had a lot of drama. And so I think that that kind of taught me I can do what I want. And, like, I don't, like, just, I don't know how to explain it. Do you feel like because you got through that, like, if it was difficult and challenging and difficult, like, and hard, that you got through that, that gave you a stronger base to work from? Like, you managed through that, so then anything comparatively is not going to be as hard yeah. as that was. Yeah, and I also think, back to my friends, that they're all confident, and they all argue. Like, no one agrees with each other, has the same opinion. <laughs> so I feel like I've just, you know, grew, grown up, like, my high school friends, we've known each other for three years now. I we've all, We all talk, you know, we yeah. say what we want to say and don't care about other people's opinions. There's no pressure to think a certain way or do a certain thing. Right. right. And I think that's so much different than all the other groups around us. Because I hear stories from the seniors friend group and the sophomores friend group about, you know, 
we have to do this and this person's talking bad about this person but my friends are so just like you know they don't they're not afraid to disagree and not afraid to say no and they'll do what they want and I think that's taught me it's I think that has is what's helped with my confidence most do you, so it's so interesting too I feel like having um, the good friends and having people that you can be yourself with right mm-hmm. is so important yeah and seeking people that are that are you know I don't want to say like-minded because I think it's great to have differences of opinion and to be able to rep- yeah. you know, to be able to talk about that but I do think there's like a core thing about finding people in your life that are supportive that are helpful that are kind yes you know and that when you're if you're in situations where you're not getting that from your friend group that it's maybe worth yeah the change right yeah I think another thing is um summer camp no oh. one ever thinks about summer camp but I went to Sandy Hill camp sleepaway camp for three years and I have met some of the greatest people I've ever met there Really? One of my best friends, probably my best friend to this day, her name is Heather, I met her there, and my other best friend, Cassie, like, the people that I've met at camp are so much different than the people I meet at school, not in a bad way, it's just, you know, the people you meet at camp are the people you meet because of your likes and your dislikes, and because you're not forced to be friends, you know, because you're in the same grade or you're all together every day, like, it's more of, you can pick and choose who you want to be friends with, and... The thing about camp that I think is so big is that in order to keep the friendship going outside of camp, both people need to be on the same level. Because in all of my of friends Yeah, because yeah. all of them live in Virginia or farther away in Maryland. And so you need to be able both people need to want to keep the friendship Make strong. Mm-hmm. Which creates a huge bond and living together. Yeah. Creates a big bond. Yeah. And the thing that I love about that too, because I'm a big person about network and like your network of friends and the network yeah. of people that you know like that only as you mature and grow that is really helpful um one I love that you have diversity in your friends right so mm-hmm. it's kind of like everything they tell you in finances they tell you diversify yeah <laughs> like having friends from different walks of life and having friends from different places is really because I think the high school you right mm-hmm. maybe it's a little different than the camp you yeah. like maybe there's shades of that right because you're flexing to the situation so having that I think that's a great uh, idea and I don't know one I know we haven't talked about it with any other um, guests on the show but I also think like it's a great option yeah I love different groups I just bounce around from soccer and school and camp it's just were you nervous to go that first time oh yes I I hated going away from home like I I I was the worst. I couldn't even do sleepovers at a certain point. Like, I absolutely hated, like, being away from my parents overnight. And so my parents said, you know, we're making you go because it's good for you and you need to know before college and you need to learn how to be away from your parents. And I was so nervous. I cried and I went and I absolutely loved it. It was the like most fun I've ever had. That's such a good story. And actually, you know Kylie. We, we've yeah. talked to Kylie here before. And she also is someone that was sort of kicked out of the nest yeah. to say, you have to go do these things, right? And so sometimes the things that we hate or that we're the most scared of are the best for us, yes. right? Um, and probably those experiences have helped with your confidence too. Because yeah. Because you're going away and you're kind of on your own and you have to rely on... Like if your parents are always around and you, you kind of feel that... If you're relying on them all the time, then you don't yeah. know you could do it alone. 
Uh, okay, so then high school, in terms of academics, you're in your junior year. That's like notoriously a tough yes. year. So tell me just progressively for you, once you got to high school, what have you found to be, um, I guess what I, the way I would ask this is, what has helped you the most in terms of when you talked before about like you never had really developed study habits. So maybe talk like, because obviously the coursework has been harder or mm-hmm. now there's more pressure. What are some of the things that you've learned along the way that have helped you a lot? Um, so to, to meet those demands. Yeah. So when I um, came in as a freshman, it was the same as middle school. It was not hard. I didn't, I don't think I really experienced hard work, honestly, until this year. Last year, I took one AP and that was hard. But so I came in as a freshman and I just really like just kind of stayed the same yeah. I just floated through have to do a lot of extra no I was focused on soccer and at that point I was playing travel still um I so I did varsity. so okay I'm gonna ask one question about this because yeah. I think it's important so like when you say you just sort of like was the normal does that mean you go to you're going to your classes you're listening in class mm-hmm. are you spending any time on homework at night uh I like did it <laughs> <laughs> I did it, but not like for tests. You weren't but, no. I didn't study. study at all. Okay. I went to class. I listened. I came home. I did my homework. I went to bed. Didn't even think twice about it. And I got an A or B in the class, and I thought that was fine. Okay. Any pressure from your parents about grades? Um, to do he, a certain. My parents always said, you know, to be smart. To be smart. I mean, they didn't say that, but they said try your hardest, and I got A's and B's, and I never thought of myself as a straight-A student. So I just thought, you know... As I'm long as I get A's and B's, I'm good. Like, for, yeah. for you, that was enough for you, and for yeah, them, it, it was, was enough. it was enough for them. Yeah. And so, I did a lot of sports. That took up most of my time. And I was just learning how to do high school. And so, freshman year, it was fine. It was easy. It wasn't very hard. And then, sophomore year, I quit my travel teams because it got to the point where I was doing sports every single day, twice a day for school and because wow, I would go to right. softball practice and then yeah. I would have soccer and I couldn't I couldn't manage right. it. So I quit my travel team and I started taking AP Gov. That was my first hard class. And I have never really been good at um, like the humanities as much, like English and reading. I can kill it in math and science any day, but... Um, Which is great for girls. Yeah, but English <laughs> has never been my yeah. strong suit. And so um, that was kind of a hard class for me. It taught me it taught me how to, that I needed to study, and I am a very bad procrastinator. I, I think it's am common. awful. So it taught me that I need to, you know, kind of plan everything out. And um, I am... I guess people kind of saw me as like just an athlete or like she's just a, like a popular girl athlete. Like nothing, no real big thing about her. And I started thinking about college a little bit and I thought, you know, I'm going to be smart. Like I'm going to change my persona and I'm going to be smart now. So I want to be athletic, I want to be smart, and I want to be social. I want to hit all the things in the next year. So that I, was for your sophomore year, or that was that was for that was at the end of my sophomore year, and I and that was all uh, uh, like your own. That was feelings. my own thinking. It's not like any no. Yeah, I was like I 
want to kind of actually change. try yeah. and I want to be smart. Like I want to be seen as someone who's smart. And I, yeah, I, so I finished out, um, AP Gov and I studied with my friends. I crammed, I got like a three on the exam or something that nothing, nothing super bad or super good. And I was just like, I felt like I was seen as someone who was kind of dumb. Do you think that because that was the first class that really tested you, was that the first time that you even thought about like not be not sort of because you had achieved a lot already and things maybe came fairly easy to you mm-hmm. that now you're being tested and were you like I don't like this feeling like I'm used to doing well at things like was that part of it that I think I went through a point in time when I thought I was not smart anymore really I think AP Gov made me think like it I was dumb ah. like it made me think wow like I can't do this right off the bat I must need to actually try so I went to UVA in. December maybe with my mom and she went there yes and we went together with um Meg mm-hmm, Meg and <laughs> and I was thinking Another Jack friend. I was thinking Jack. But did Jack go? Yeah, yeah Jack yeah. because we're both legacies and so we went to this legacy program and we um talked to an administrator uh or like a, a like a counselor about my schedule for junior year and I think that might have been the point where I was like, wow, you know, I'm going to go to college, a good college, and I want to go to UVA. And smart kids get into UVA, and I want to be smart. And I want to be smart enough to go to a good college where I can brag about it. Mm. And so I go into this counselor, and APs aren't really offered at my school for sophomores. They're mostly offered for juniors. Only like one or two are offered for anyone under junior. And, you know, we just built my schedule up like hard so we put me in for I'm in um, five classes of AP so I'm in AP BC Calc I'm in AP bio which is double period I'm in AP Lang and AP world and I was talking to my friends and you know I was like yeah you know they set me up with a schedule and it's going to be hard and they were like no you know you're taking too many APs like this is going to be too hard for you. We think you should not. And I was like, no, I think I think I can do it. And so I started kind of, I mean, I don't have the best street smarts, and I know that. And I say dumb things, and I get things confused. But I am book smart. And so I... Um, came back and I was like no like I'm I want to be like a smart kid now and so I kind of went in with a different mental mindset mindset to junior year with a much more college-based mindset for junior year because of all of the college like talk going to UVA really right. is what changed my mind and so and I think it's like seeing something you want right yeah so to be able to go there, and obviously your mom being a legacy, but also, I mean, it's a phenomenal school, but just sometimes being in that environment and seeing that, what that can be, right? It's yeah. like you now have a visual. Yeah. And I, yeah. I love what you're saying, too, about mindset, because I feel like it's such an important, underrated thing. Like, when someone, when you do something with intention, when you figure out what it is that you want, like, you can get it. 
right? Yeah. And you have to, like, you can't get it if you don't think about it first. So the fact that you were, like, very intentional about this is what I want to be and this is how I want to go about it, I think is really cool. Yeah. Junior year, you need to start with the right mindset. Yeah. You have to. And so I started junior year uh, playing soccer, again, soccer and softball. Right. And I was like, I'm going to join clubs. I need to get clubs. I got a job. I was a lifeguard over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, I'm just doing all this work. And so I am just thinking about, you know, college and needing to get in. And I think that also takes a toll on stress level. Yeah, for sure. Because it definitely, well, First, I think I'm taking very challenging classes that a lot of my friends are not in, or um, they're in some of them, but not in all of them. And being in these hard classes from day one of junior year made me realize I'm with the kids who are seen as the nerds, you know? And mm-hmm. like I'm in because. Um, You're <laughs> like, hey, I'm a nerd too. Like, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> because, because all my classes are only offered like once because they're not very popular, I'm with the same kids in every class, and it's all mm-hmm. the smart kids. And so I was like, man, like, I need to be friends with these kids so they can help me. And really smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I kind of was like, well, I'm going to, you know, be friends with these kids. Yeah. I want to be seen as, like, being able to be athletic and smart and social. Like, I want to be – I want to be a leader – in soccer, I want to show the new freshman you can be social, mm-hmm. you can be smart, and you can be athletic. Like, you can do everything you want to do in high school. Especially because when I came into high school, the girls that were on the soccer team were athletic, smart, and social. Yeah. Like, saw, they were, yeah, yeah, I saw they were straight A students, and I saw that it's possible to do all three. And so I was like, well, I want to do that, and I want to do it and show the other kids how they can do it too, and do it all. And so how have you, now you're a few months in, like how are yes. you feeling in terms of the pressure of those classes? And, um, and what are you doing? I have to think something, here's something that I think is interesting. Something has to be sacrificed, right? So if you're going to yes. be taking those kinds of classes, right, and you're still in sports, like, and I say sacrifice in a good way, right? Like so you, can't, you can't have it all, right? So there are times where there's give and take in life and yes. trade-offs. So tell me about what it feels like now that you've made this decision and you're in it. Um, sleep. No sleep. No, no sleep. more sleep. Not a lot of sleep. Not a lot of sleep. <laughs> I have sacrificed being as involved in my friend group right. as I was. Because the really hard thing for me is... You have um, FOMO? Yes. I have major FOMO. I have major... And that is hard. Yes. And so because... My friends are athletes, so it, there isn't as much as a normal uh, average friend group, I would think, because we have practice every day, so we right. don't hang out a lot. But, you know, with soccer and school, I barely see my friends. Like, right. they will do things without me, which I don't, I'm not upset about because usually I'm not the only one that's not there. And because we have, like, a 10-person friend group, it's not usually everyone's there. Right. Right. So, like, when we have big, huge things, I'll go. Like, I'll figure it out. But um, because I am always busy, then it definitely has taken a toll on how involved I am. And um, another big thing is our group chat. We have a huge group chat with all of my friends. And um, 
since we can't hang out every day because we have sports and during lunch, you know, everyone's in, we don't really see each other. It's always blowing up. And so after school, when they're texting for six hours and I have to do my homework, that's a big thing is I'm not in it. I can't be there to see every joke and do and be involved in everything. So um, that has been one big sacrifice I've had to make. And also sleep because I don't sleep very much. Would you say you're better now at, in terms of the actual studying part, so like what are some habits, that, like you're scheduling out when you have to do things, like how are you best positioning yourself to be successful in these classes? Um, well, the hardest classes that I am taking are in my strongest subjects. So everyone pretty much takes AP Lang and AP World. That's common. And so those aren't the hardest, well they are for my grade, but most everyone takes them. No one takes AP Bio, so yeah. and Calc. Everyone takes AB Calc, not BC Calc. So I chose the classes that were the hardest in my strongest subjects, so it would be as hard. So I don't. I mean, I I do have to study for Bio, but I love Biology. So it's fun to study and to do my work and labs and because my class is double period, it's double time. So I, that class gets really super good. close. Yeah. Like all of my friends, I mean, I made, I, I already had such a good class of all these kids I knew and now we're all so close and I love my teacher. So that is a good class. Are you someone that tends to be fairly positive in nature? Like do you, do you are you someone that can kind of find the... the... Um, my dad says I'm not. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Um, not really. You seem to be like pretty savvy though. Like once you're, like you're in these classes and you're like, oh... Like, it seems like you're very, like, you scope out the situation and you kind of observe what's going on and yeah. then you figure out kind of what you need to do to be successful in that situation. Yeah. Is that an accurate? I think that's yeah, really that's smart. Accurate. And also, um, my parents do put academic pressure on me now to when we were making my schedule, my parents were, you know, like, you take the hardest classes. You are smart. Like, they told me, you know, you're smart. Like, we know you can do it. You haven't been pushed. You should do it. And I think that that is a big part of me thinking I'm smart now, I guess. And, and other people tell you you are? Yeah. Or them just, like, well, they have always been so supportive. And them just, like, giving me the push that I think I needed. Yeah. Because I didn't try. And this is making me try. So that's my another question. I, I don't want to keep you forever, but um, one of the questions that I like to ask people your age is just around sort of the parent involvement. And I think as parents, it's hard to know where that line is, right? Where where to be supportive and be helpful, yeah. and then where to when to be so in your stuff that it feels like, um, <laughs> like you're not even really living your own life because your parents are so involved, or for a lot of kids, there's parents that are, like, not involved at all, right? So you've got a spectrum for sure. Yeah. So I'm curious for you, like, maybe one or two things that you have found at least, and through all this time, like, as you're kind of evolving and developing the internet, mm -hmm. like, what has been, would you say, very helpful to you? And then what are things that you think for other parents out there, too, that could be more helpful or position you in a way that, um, just given your needs, right, at a, yeah. at a certain time? Well, my parents are so smart. They, they are, are smart. So it's kind of smart. annoying. I know. <laughs> and they both went to really, really good colleges. 
And so they are the most supportive parents that you could get. Like they have been supporting me since day one about soccer, about school. They always help me. And um, I really, they're just really, really good parents. And like, as we are a very chaotic family, as most are right now, with having two kids and we're both athletes, like Campbell has dance and I have soccer and we can rarely ever sit down for like a family dinner. But um, they still managed to support me and help me out. And um, I think that, wait, I forgot the question. Yeah, so I guess the one question is, you said they're super supportive. So I yeah. would just say, how does that show? Like, how does that, what, how does that show up for you? That they, you talked about them telling you like, you can do this and you're mm-hmm. smart. So that's maybe one way, like <clears throat> kind of being there and being in the background and pushing you a little bit. Yeah. Also, another thing is my mom. So I am always stressed now because I'm taking all these classes and I don't get as much sleep as I should and I don't ever feel like I have enough time in the day. And so, you know, being the average teenage girl I am, I have mental breakdowns all the time. And, you know, all of my friends do. We like talk emotional. Yeah. yeah, emotional. Just like, lose I'll it. say, oh, I cried. And they'll be like, no, I just cried yesterday. <laughs> like, it's just a conversation. I think that's good to know. That, People need to know that that's oh, normal. Oh, everyone has mental breakdowns. Like, every day. It's just a thing. It's a trend. And <laughs> my mom yeah. is so good about it. Like, I, she never says, oh, you know, like, if you hadn't procrastinated, you wouldn't be crying right now. Oh. She never says, like, you know oh, well, you know, you should have done your homework or you shouldn't be doing, like, maybe you should stop doing this. She just always comforts me and changes the subject and, like, makes me feel better. And it's like, no, like, let's eat dinner. Like, you'll feel better after you eat. Or, like, let's go. Takes me out of the situation I'm in. And they're both so good about it. So if they always say, like, bird by bird is what they say, which is, Mm -hmm. like, do one thing at a time. Because I... I like my like my mom does too. Get stressed out of the overall picture. I think about too much at one time. Right. So right. they help me slow down. And let's talk a minute too about your dad because you're super close to your dad, and I feel yeah. like girls and their dads, right? Like there's such a thing there about having a dad that you can relate to, that you're close to. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's a great male role model, right? Like there's a lot of things about your dad that's awesome. But what would you say? What are some of the things that he does? Um, my dad is such a good dad. He, we bond the most over sports, yeah. I think. We are so close because of sports. He's always at my games, never misses it. Even when I was riding the bench as a freshman, he came and he yells and he's loud. He is loud. He has it. Yes, everyone is like, oh, showing his dad's here. <laughs> and he uh, is so supportive for sports yeah. and for school. And if there's ever any type of problem, he is right there, no matter yeah. if it's, like, I can't, like, I broke something, and I need his, him help fixing it, or if it's math, or if it's trouble with a teacher, or he was an English major, and I sometimes struggle, so he's so good about helping me with my papers, and he's just, I think the best part about him is he's really funny, even yeah. though we tell him he's not funny, he's funny, <laughs> and it really helps me, like, just not even think about what's going on, so we'll sit down for family dinner, and I won't even think about homework, or anything that I'm stressed about. Because he helps take me on a situation. And if I'm doing work and I am having trouble focusing, he's like, you know, like let's go back. Like, let's go do something. Because he's so active. Yeah. He's just like, let's forget about this for a little while and go do something. 
I think that's a great advice in a, at an age, really, when you're stuck sometimes or mm-hmm. when it's too much. Taking yourself out of that situation and just changing it up can actually really help your creativity and it can help you, like, unleash whatever is yeah. that's making you stuck. Yeah. Uh, all right, anything that you wish that in a different, like, whether it was a certain time of your life or anything that you needed that was different? Um... And I know it's hard to say. Like advice? They're in the next room. But just, yeah, like anything that you would like if there, were, if, there if you could like write parents? a parent handbook oh. and you'd be like, hey, here's some tips. Hmm. <laughs> Is there anything that you can think of that might be um, helpful for us? One thing, you yeah. can tell them this. Yes. Every single night at like 11, they'll come in my room and they'll be like, Sterling, like you need to go to bed. And I'll have six documents in front of me. I'll be like, mom, I can't go to bed right now. So that, but that's that's literally the only bad thing I can yeah. think about. They're so they're so um, supportive, and um, I love that. I can't really think about anything else. That's right good now. though. I think it's amazing that you have people in your life that you know are in your corner, and that yeah. you need them. They're there, and that you know. I think there's this thing about expectations, and I know you mentioned them being really smart, and you have expectations for yourself, and I think. You know, the one thing to just remember or to keep in mind, it's like, you can do the best that you can, right? Mm-hmm. And then stuff happens along the way. Like, you just do the best that you can. And yeah. then the, let the rest sort of fall, right? Because sometimes, I think particularly at your age, it can feel very much like this, everything is so important right now, right? These classes are so important. Yes. Everything you're doing right now is so, and it is important, but there's a whole life out there that's waiting for you that isn't just about these four years you know yeah so I think it's a perspective thing it's hard to not get caught up it is and but I love what you said about the mental breakdowns because yeah I think that helps people maybe no, to know they're so good yeah and when I got my concussion that oh, was right. so big because um basically you have to just stop <clears throat> like you can't do anything you have to just sit for like a few days and not no electronics no work no TV, no reading, nothing. And I remember hearing that, and I went to my parents, and I was like, I like can't. Like, my life is so fast, I can't just stop. Like, I'm in these APs, I'm doing soccer, I have a social life, I can't just stop. Like, there is no stop. There's mm-hmm. no rest. And they were, they were very, you know, like, you need to stop. Like, you need to rest. And I've never been good at resting. But I did. And, um... How did it feel to do that? Um, it felt was weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I kind of felt guilty. I was like, I don't have time. Like, I shouldn't right. be stopping. But um, it helped me. It made me feel better. So. All right. Well, um, in terms of, like, what's next for you? So when you think about your future, um, what do you hope for yourself? Um, I want to go to a good college, mm-hmm. a very good college. I want to be an engineer when I grow up. I want to have a family and make a lot of money. (laughs) I love it. Well, I thank you so much for doing this with me. Yeah, thank you. And I wish nothing but great things for you. And I suspect all of those things will happen for you because you're going to pursue them with intent. Yeah, I hope so. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Sterling. Thank you very much to Sterling for her openness and her candor and 
for helping us to understand or give us a little insight into what it's like to be that high school junior. Thank you to my producer, Missy. And as a reminder, if you like this discussion, please subscribe and rate Relatable on iTunes. We'd love it if you would leave a comment there or on our website, TeresaFreemanAssociates.com. Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, and we also have a TFA Facebook page. Until next time, this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable.